is our Father in heaven. And if this evil judge would give justice to a widow, what more would our Father in heaven give to us? Now, I'm not going to say every prayer is answered in the way you ask. So please don't misinterpret me and think, okay, if I just pray this long enough, God's going to give it to me. That's not always the case. But I do challenge you to never stop crying to the Lord. Whatever that need is in your life, whatever you raise your hand about to present to him, how often the parable teaches us to cry out to him day and night. But then we move over to the next story, and we see the man who's blind hearing the crowd. Did you notice he heard the crowd? I know that he was blind, so he couldn't see the crowd, but it's a very valid point, something really powerful to me whenever that was mentioned, that he heard the crowd passing by, and he inquired about it. He's like, what's going on here? And the parable taught us to constantly cry to the Lord. This man... Here's the crowd passed by, inquires about it, and because it's Jesus coming, and he says, hey, have mercy on me, son of David, have mercy on me, the crowd begins to do what? Rebuke him and tell him to be silent. So, so here's the thing. You have cries that you are calling out to the Lord about, but if you are not careful, not only because they aren't answered immediately, you begin to grow silent in your own cries, you will let the crowds around you silence you. Because, let's face it, the business opportunity that you have, the relationship that you believe is going to be restored one day, that child living in addiction or grandchild living in rebellion that you think they're going to come to the Lord one day, if you aren't careful, you will allow the, the crowds in your life, the people around you, to discourage you and silence you. Tell so you, you're, you're crazy to think they're ever going to change. You're crazy to think that God's ever going to bless them. You're crazy to think that that career could ever grow to anything. So, so not only do our Christ change over time and they, they get deeper or maybe they're more personal or they change with the nature of where we are, but if we aren't careful, the, the needs that we have, that we present to the Lord, if you aren't careful, not only will you grow silent in your own because they aren't answered on time, but you will be silenced by the crowds around you who tell you you're crazy to believe that. What does this man do? Instead of being silent, the Bible says that he cried out all the, the more. And I tell you that because there are cries in my life, there are needs in my life, there are prayer requests in my life that if people tell me are, I am crazy, I would agree with them. Amen. Amen. I am. I, I am a little crazy. My wife reminds me. I am. But I would be even crazier to allow people to silence my cries. Because there are things that God can do that no man can do. There are needs that can be met by the Lord that I'm sorry, you can't meet. There are things that only God can do. Because with man, some things are what? Impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So, so if you aren't careful, whatever your concerns are, whatever you're believing God to do, and I have faith that God's going to heal, I have faith that God's going to heal this body, uh, and even though the doctors seem to tell me there is no answer, there is no cure, guess what? They will silence you if you allow them. Just because the relationship isn't great, and, and I think that they can change, and I believe God can do it, even though I haven't seen any evidence in 12 years, like, 
just because he hasn't done it yet doesn't mean he won't. But if you aren't careful, the crowds around you will tell you that you're crazy. You should just be silent and move on, right? So I plead with you not only to seek the Lord day and night, to constantly cry out to the Lord, but to not allow the crowds to silence you. Which leads us to the last point. The man's confidence was placed in whom? Jesus. He says, have mercy on me, son of David. Have mercy on me. He didn't ask, hey, can anybody here take me to a doctor to help me? He may have already been there. Remember the issue, the woman with the issue of bleeding? For 12 years, she spent everything. And not just Casey. I mean, like in the Bible. Like, Casey ran through three boxes up here, four trash cans. Uh, just stuff them both, and it'd be all right. But she spent everything she had on doctors. She went to every professional. But she believed, if I can just get to Jesus. So her confidence was in whom? Jesus. This man cannot even tell you what Jesus looks like, but knows that Jesus is capable of doing what nothing and no one could ever do. So your cries sometimes can only be answered by the Lord. Children living in rebellion, relationships that are fractured, can sometimes only be repaired, restored, reconciled by the grace and the hand of God. So not only should we cry constantly to the Lord, not only should we quiet the crowds around us and focus on the Lord, but we should truly put our trust, our confidence, our faith in the Lord of being capable of doing. So as I was thinking about this man, he cried out all the more. So when people told him he was crazy, he cried out all the more. When people tell you there's no way they'll change, you should cry out all the more. When people tell you there is no hope and there is no cure, you should cry out all the more. When people tell you you're going to have to sell this or you're going to have to change that, you're going to have to give up everything, you should probably cry out what? All the more. So let me just kind of fill you in on a couple of my cries right now. And I don't mean cries to the Lord where you sit and boo-hoo. I mean like true needs in your life. My cry for the Lord, to the Lord right now, is that we would grow to be a city on a hill. I mean a beacon of light in our community. And, and how ironic, a city placed on a pleasant hill. All right, you see that? Uh, a city placed on a hill. My, my cry to the Lord is that three years from now, and I don't know how to say this without you know, being crazy, that you aren't sitting right there. That's my prayer. Not because I want to build a big church or try to expand the church to build my platform bigger or make our name bigger or to bring in more. No, no, no. There are people wandering in darkness right down the road. Right down the road. People wandering in sinfulness. And, and here's what I cannot stand for any longer. To pastor a church of polished Christians building a community of, you know, like a, almost like a... Um, a church full of a country club of Christians who seem to have it all together and we just go on our daily lives when there are people wandering and enslaved to darkness. I can't help but to picture people, and as I walked around the building last night and as I prayed for all the people that would come through these doors, there are people in your families that need a touch of God. 
There are people in our community. There are people on your Facebook page. There are people in your text threads. There are people that sit next to you in cubicles that are in need of God's mercy and grace, and they don't even know how good he is. How shameful of us is it to be to just say, Oh, I'll pray for you. No, no, no. We need to be beacons of light. We need to be a city truly set on a hill in which the glory of God is shown through all that we do in which we see people flee in need of God's grace. That's my cry right now. My cry is that we, all of us, would grow, not just... And here's my other cry. You know, whenever I first started, I was like, okay, God, I I pray that our church grows and and good things happen. Now my prayer is that you would get out of your own sinfulness. Like, that's my greatest cry for you. Not that you would keep coming and have perfect attendance or bring your neighbor, although that's great. My prayer is that you would be awakened to your sinfulness and to the things that hold you captive, and you would see the chains breaking by the blood of the Lamb. That's my cry on your behalf. My cry on your behalf is that you would finally wake up and stop wandering around in your own darkness and stop living comfortably in your own sin and just put the cherry on top on Sundays, put the mask on for all to see. My prayer is that you would be awakened to the things that are eating you alive. That's my prayer, that you would come to true revelation of your own sinfulness and then stop repeating it or trying to justify it or to cover it up, but that you would be so vulnerable before the Lord that you would seek Him day and night. That you would cry out to the Lord to forgive you, to restore you, to make you new. And my my cry is that not just for you, but for the people that you know as well, that we would truly grow to be a place that people would flee from darkness into his glorious light. How does that happen? Well, it happens by us no longer going through the motions with some of the things that we do. It happens by you no longer going through the motions and, well, I'm going to pray for them, and, oh, I thought about them this week, and let me just say a, a pocket prayer of 30 seconds and have no real feet on the ground and working in their lives. It also happens by us being intentional And what we pray for. So as you sit here today, wherever you are, whatever you're living, my prayer for you, my cry to the Lord today, is that God would reveal to you your sinfulness that you continue to live in and comfortably live in, and that you would put it to death. That you would truly repent of your sinfulness. And then my prayer for you is that you would not only just repent of your sin and the things that you still seem to feed by the flesh, but that you would get your boots on the ground in this mission field of our community, your community, because time is running short. Time is running short. And I don't know about you, but I can't stand to think that what if things all ended seven years from now? And I waited until I hit 50 to really reach out to those people. I wouldn't make it. What if things ended seven years from now for me? Or what if Christ came back seven years from now and I thought, you know, into my 40s, I'll do this. I wouldn't make it. What if I thought, you know, whenever that person gets a little older, I'll try to to reach them. They rejected me originally. I'm going to wait till they're older. No, no, no. My prayer is that you would cry out to the Lord day and night now. Right now. So whenever we we come to this very moment in time, as I get ready to pray and wrap this up, all of us 
have various cries. Right? And how beautiful of a Sunday to have like 12 babies up here. I mean, they all cry differently, don't they? Can't you distinguish your baby's cry in a crowd? I always could. Don't you think your Father in Heaven can hear your cry? And He can distinguish your need from your neighbor's cry? So I could tell when Alves was crying. She's still crying. I can tell when Addie was crying. I, I can tell when Avon is crying. I, I can tell in a room full of babies, that's my baby's cry. And, and I'm going to give to that baby what that baby needs. So, so here's what I want you to know. Your Lord knows your cries. He can distinguish your cries with your neighbor's cries. Meaning he knows what you need, which may be different from what your neighbor needs. So I plead with you to cry constantly without ceasing. To make your requests be known to the Lord day and night. I pray that you do not allow the crowds around you to to silence you. And that you say, you know what? I'm not going to allow the crowds. In fact, if they've tried to tell me I'm crazy for believing what God is capable of doing, I will cry out all the more. In fact, the crowds thought they were going to silence me. They actually just increased my volume. They actually, actually just increased my frequency. And my consistency. And then to put all your confidence in the Lord. Because you can try it all. The handbooks can give you all the instructions. The professionals or the experts can give you all the guidance. There comes a time in life when only God can do what it is that you need. So put your confidence in the Lord. And do not allow that to shrink day by day by day, but to constantly seek him, to cry out all the more, and to wholeheartedly put your faith and trust in God. Let's pray.